Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Fraser Rice Podcast. Today, we have Eddie Louie, the founder and CEO of 18 Birdies. 18 Birdies is a mobile golf platform that enhances the experience between golfers and the courses that they love to play. The platform incorporates cutting-edge technology, social, and gaming components to take golf into the next generation. Eddie began his career at the global consulting firm Bain & Company and then worked at Fairlook Capital. He's spent 20 years of successfully building and growing technology startups. Now he's combining his business experience with his passion for golf in his new company, 18 Birdies. Eddie, welcome aboard. So, Eddie, golf. Tell us how you fell in love with the game. I started off playing golf off of a bet. You know, one of my roommates from college who started playing golf as a high school golf team uh, on a New Year's Eve 2007, no, 1997 actually, uh, told me that uh, how hard a game is and there's no way I can beat him within the next five years. So with a little bit of a um, few drinks on the hand, we decided to, to make a bet where in the next five years, if we'd play a minimum five rounds a year together, there's no way I can beat him. Oh, a nice little social experiment. Right. That's how it started. And uh, uh, I beat him in the first year. And uh, I still have not collected the bet yet because he said I violated a rule because I try to turn pro. I, <laughs> I actually really uh, took a few months off, really, you know, learn a game with my brother competing. And, you know, the, the minute I hit my first, I would say, good shot, that was it. You know, the whole experience of, uh, you know, practicing, hitting the shot, you know, uh, feeling the sound, all that stuff, you know, that, that, that was for me for life. Uh, I was hooked right there. And so maybe talk a little bit about your background with technology and, and startups. Where, where did you start with that? And uh, where did you, what kind of experiences did you gain? Sure. I was a trained as an engineer coming from Brown University. I have my engineering degree. And uh, after working at Bain as my first job for two years, I went back to technology right away. My first startup actually was a uh, mapping service. Uh, this is back before 2000, where myself and my partner is the uh, co-founder founded this company called Pixia Corp. It's basically the, the Google map, Google Earth you see today. But that was the attempt back then. And, and you know, from there on, I spent a lot of time in doing technology investment. So uh, helping startups sort of be involved in operations, mostly in Asia, uh, China specifically, for the past, I would say, 14 years, 15 years. And, uh, you know, coming from an engineering background, I just believe in the power of technology, especially in nowadays. It's all about, you know, how improving efficiencies and be able to do things that we couldn't do before because of the connectivity, because of the scale and efficiency. In my, you know, in my view, technology, how it's affecting our lives or improving our lives is just at a starting point. As much as we felt like technology is everywhere, I think it's very clear that there's a lot more to come. So to me, you know, it's everything, you know, uh, I want to be involved in life going forward. You know, technology should be a part of that because, you know, that's where it really it can create things that's not there before. So your background comes from the technology and startup world, and you were bitten by the golf bug, hitting that first unbelievable shot. It, let, that brings us to 18 birdies. What need did you see, and how did you apply the experience uh, to try to solve that problem? I think what we see, what 18 birdies see in the golf market is that on a macro point of view, technology really hasn't caught up to golf. Where you see a lot of improvement on equipment, on balls, clubs, shoes, all that, but 
nothing really about fundamentally changing you know how the game can be played in terms of connectivity in terms of actually you know take advantage of what golf really is it's about relationship it's about you know playing with other people and shared experience and to really have a sense of a you know technology making golf more fun technology making golf more connected and integrated uh, so what we see is that, especially you know, on the growth of a game, bring the young people, bring the millennial into the game, and the uh, the singular point of contact, I think, or the channel, is all these young guys. They live on their phone. They manage a lot of part of their life through the phone, and eighteen birdies can really take advantage of that. The culture of we're letting mobile device to manage more and more of life to deliver the solution for golf. Now, again, making it more fun, making it more convenient. I mean, obviously, there's a lot in you know, the details we're doing to sort of support those two things. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about providing that connectivity and integration so that on the gamification side, the experience of golf gets elevated. And on the management of golf like the, the organization, you know, whether it's booking a tee time, whether it's joining a tournament, whether it's sharing your tournament or, you know, find someone else I can play with in my community. All that will be enhanced by technology. That's what, you know, 18 birdies do. So let's talk about what 18 birdies does exactly. What are some of the features so people can get an idea of the various types of things that make it interesting? Well, there are two pieces. Where the, one piece is where we have right now, and one piece is where we'll be very soon, coming down in the future. Where we have right now is, number one, it's a great set of tools and utilities you know, for scoring, for GPS, keeping track of your stats, the basic things that for golfers of various levels, depends on how much you want to engage. But that's the basics. A step further really is, again, connectivity. You know, allow you to be connected with your friends, whether it's a round of four people in your round, whether it's a, a tournament. So allow you to enjoy that. Besides the 18-hole score, you can play all kind of bettings and games just to enhance an experience that instead of focusing on a final score, we all know how difficult golf is, that if your only purpose of a round of golf is breaking 80, 90, or 70s, most people will be disappointed after the round. It happens to me all the time. But when you actually can break it up, and so that every hole is a different type of games, like the games we played last time. How many pars are you going to get today? You know, your goal could be ten pars. My goal is six pars, or you know, six bogeys. Depends on the level. All of a sudden, you can actually throw away the bad holes that again we all have, and then focusing on the the good part. You know, the successful part of the experience. One one of the interesting things I've I've downloaded it and have been fooling around with it and, and trying to incorporate it into into my golfing life that I think is really interesting is in in member guests and in, in a tournament setting Absolutely. to be able to have the uh, to understand what's going on in other foursomes with other people in the palm of your hand kind of brings that TV golf experience uh, to your round while you're there. And in a sense, you can feel a little bit what it's like to be in the ropes uh, with a player who's looking at a scoreboard and understanding where they fit in the context of a, of a broader tournament, all in the name of fun, of course. And then you can incorporate your handicap into that and use all the tools that you're talking about to push that forward. I think that's an amazing feature. Absolutely. Tournament is actually one of the big piece we're pushing right now as an experience. Whether it's a, as you said, member guest tournament, whether it's you have three or four group of guys that just going out to play together on the same day, or 
all your buddies around the world could be playing golf this weekend. You will be on the same tournament, on the same leaderboard. So you will be actually involved in each other's golf life. But, you know, I think the tournament piece, a big part, you know, the uh, one major trend in technology and sports is the, t- the term called asynchronous competition, where you can actually see where you stack up against your community, whether it's your course or your city or worldwide. You know, one of the things we're going to come out early next year will be a global leaderboard where everybody can submit their rounds whenever they play. And whether it's, you know, a monthly basis, weekly basis, now uh, we'll, we'll have a mechanism to make sure that that's a fair, as fair as possible, as sort of, you know, comparable scores. Now, letting you to really see where you're at against anybody you want, against sort of different kind of stats you want to keep track. But the tournament piece, you know, as you said, one of the most exciting part is the live leaderboard in a tournament, you know, feeling like a PGA Tour event where we just had a tournament a week ago in, uh, it's called Workday Silicon Valley Challenge. You know, a lot of the technology leaders in Silicon Valley and golf nuts, they were together playing this tournament. They were a little skeptical going in in terms of using the technology for the tournament. But afterwards, a lot of people came up to me and said, hey, Eddie, congratulations. You guys really did something amazing. You know, using this 18 birdies to score the tournament to having the live leaderboard to know where you are, what you need to do, it really elevated their experience. Some would say it made the tournament for them. One of the challenges it sounds like you face is changing the culture of golf courses and allowing phones on the course. And it seems to me that if you're going to draw millennials into the sport, you're going to have to let them have their phones on the course. How, how do you deal with that? Uh, that's a great question. I think the change of the how golf courses see it really is going to be determined by the demand from the user base, from the golfers. And we're already seeing a lot of changes. Uh, golf courses from very strict cell phone policy to uh, whether it's allowing golfers to use the phone on a, during weekdays or as long as you don't make a phone call, as long as you, you know, don't make that noise to distract other golfers, it's fine. On the other hand, there's the player side. A lot of people we talked to had that same concern. You know, I don't want, I just don't want to use the uh, the phone on the course. We actually got a uh, email back from one of our users. He wrote, "This 18 birdies app is so cool. I'm gonna break my cardinal rule of not using a phone on a course." And that's to say, you know, it's a big credit to you guys. It's not about just the, the simple fact that phone or not. It's more about what experience you're providing, how you're elevating their experience. As long as the golfers recognize the fact that this is actually making their the game more fun, whether on a course or throughout, that adoption will come. And we're already seeing that numbers putting the app into golfers' hands. As I said, you know, those guys who came to the tournament we had last week in uh, Stanford University at the Silicon Valley Challenge, they all held the view, I would say, before the tournament that they will prefer not to use it. Till after this is just one tournament, one usage that that the change of attitude was already apparent. People once they use it, experience it, realize how much fun it is, then the changes will go from you know local to global. So we feel like that's the direction it's going. It's just for us as long as we're focusing on keep providing and learning from the users what do they want, and to keep providing that improved experience that will drive the culture, that will change. And golf courses will have to adapt to it. You know, and then they're already doing it.
the golf industry in general is is facing a lot of different challenges, everything from competing for attention spans, the four and unfortunately the five hour plus round drives a lot of people from the game, the expense, the learning curve and so on. It sounds to me like anything that can be done from a technology standpoint to make it fun so that people can experience that one great shot that gets them addicted to the sport, that, sure. that, that's, that's productive on all fronts. Absolutely. The, the fun part has many pieces. And a big part of the fun part is really the connectivity induced once you get people linked together, the gaming piece. At the same time, I think, as you said, golf takes four to five hours. But what 18 Birdies is bringing to the table is that it doesn't have to. As much as we preserve the tradition, the 18-round golf, you know, when I play, I love to play 18, round, 18 holes. But at the same time, provide the opportunities to let players actually have the opportunity to play shorter rounds. If they only have an hour and a half today and the golf course have the capacity, why not match it up? And, and again, you know, both from the golf courses and golfers, we can see that those things are heavily in demand and just not really accessible right now. So for us, it's about knowing those things that we can make changes on, whether it's a timepiece, make golf shorter and more enjoyable, or, you know, allowing you know, players to actually find each other. You know, one of the other big complaints of golf is, I only have a few people to play with. Once, you know, one guy dropped out, I don't have a foursome anymore. But allowing to build the communities surrounding each golf courses, again, to, you know, solve these kind of golf problems so that you will you know, encourage people who are playing golf to play more and allowing people who is new to the game to actually have an easier way to phase into, to onboard the game of golf. One thing that I find interesting about 18 Birdies is uh, on the development on the social front, you, you've A, surrounded yourself with a really good advisory board, which I think is interesting. Uh, Daryl Kestner in particular, who for New York-based golfers is an extremely familiar name, sure. the pro out of Deepdale, sort of a consistent player in the PGA Championship and a real top guy locally. And then also the development of, of the Marshall character and brand, which I think it sounds like is, is geared toward providing uh, an entertainment component to people who aren't experienced with the game or have light experience with the game. What was the thinking behind that two-pronged approach? Well, for us, you know, uh, we want the voices or ambassadors who share the same vision to lead us or help us to reach into a larger audience base. Over the last two years, we talked to a lot of people and then you discover that a lot of people in the golf industry is looking for change, looking for ways that they can actually get involved to really help grow the game. I think, you know, Daryl is a great example. Uh, uh, he is so accomplished in, uh, in his professional life in golf. And at this point, as accomplished as he is, he's looking for the next big thing, that what can he get involved that can really make a difference to improve golf, to grow the game of golf. We're glad that you know he shared the same vision, who, or he appreciates the vision we bring to the table and agree with it. And we have a lot of people like that. You know, Daryl is one example. Another example will be from a different perspective, uh, Maddie Underpar. So he's this 13-year-old kid who loves golf, very good at it. At the same time, who was actually bringing a new element of presenting his golf through his rap, so his video, his songs, and he has a huge following. So our, our point is that, you know, uh, we want to get everybody who share the vision and who love to utilize technology to grow game the way 18 Birdie sees it. And, you know, it's a partnership. It really is not only to promote 18 Birdies, to really to promote golf. 
that led more people to come in to experience and try this great game and to grow it. One of the funny stories I have about Maddie under par is I followed him on Twitter before I found out that you were associated with him. And this is a really, really interesting guy, young guy. He's got an unbelievable swing. And, and his raps got so popular, Bubba Watson shouted about on Twitter and, and a star was born. I, I think it's a really novel way to get people into the sport. And he's his own ambassador. I root for him to to do something with the sport that's amazing. To tell him that he's going to be a PGA Tour player, who knows? But he's, he's got goals, and boy, he's, he's got a kinetic Twitter following and Snapchat and, and all the different platforms. Yeah, Stuffle, and we're excited to be associated to work with him. And uh, we really want to, as you said, you know, it's exciting to watch him grow, to, but at the same time to work with him together to sort of, uh, as we're growing his user base, but really to leverage different views and uh, images and you know the philosophy of golf and push out together to grow the game of golf. And as you're developing the brand 18 birdies and getting the technology in place and uh, understanding what, what the customers are going to want, how, how do you interact with institutions like the USGA or the PGA, LPGA, and all the other various sanctioning bodies? Have they been receptive or are they inundated? How, how do you deal with that? That's definitely a challenge, uh, but the challenge is becoming less so as our user base grow. Again, you know, we share the same vision about growing the game so and the love of the game. So I think that's a good starting point with all these organizations. Then becomes how do we make the value of what 18 birdies can bring to the table to share that with them. So, for example, we have a work with MGA in New York and NCGA in California. That's where our, sort of uh, our home base and conduct tournaments, and, and already, as they expose, uh, get a chance to be exposed to 18 birdie, what we bring to the table, the reception has been very warm. And also, as we are growing our user base, right now we have, um, towards the end of the year, we should have about, you know, over a quarter million users already, and then with a uh, you know, very aggressive growth plan for 2017. And with the user base who is really utilizing 18 birdies to manage the golf life, it will be a lot more likely for us to build partnerships with all kind of institutions, organizations you just mentioned there. But that will be a process that we definitely would like to do. And I think we're starting on a very good path, given that you know, the, the kind of product and experience we provide it. At the same time, you know, we are very open to what they want, you know, think technology can do and how we can build a relationship with them that's partnership. You know, it's uh, beneficial to everybody and always drive to the point of, making the game of golf more fun, more accessible, so we can grow the game together. You've got a background in dealing with Asia in terms of startups. Uh, it seems to me that 18 birdies would be ideal uh, in getting that incorporated into golf over there. Have you started that process yet, or are you waiting until you have things sort of perfect here in the United States or, or better developed before you launch over there? Sure. I think that's a t uh, sort of a parallel process. Uh, as our focal point right now, it's in the States, in the U.S., where that's half of the golf market, both in terms of population and uh, more so on the market-wise. But at the same time, we're getting tons of demand globally, internationally, from different countries. People found out about 18 birdies, and people are using it, and people are requesting, hey, my course is not on your database. Could you add it? So I think that that reach will be, will definitely will push uh, much more, much heavier next year, uh, but more so in 2018. So the vision of 
18 Birdie is definitely global. That uh, we believe golf is a global game. As much as in one hand you have a lot of local communities, and we want to help build, but we also want to connect golf globally. And you know, it, it, it's wonderful to be able to actually travel the world and play all the great golf courses. And we also actually want to bring that opportunity to our users. So that's one of the drive that we're going to be doing 2017 is. Offer our user base, our players, opportunity to participate in different eighteen birdie initiatives and have a chance to actually to uh, be able to play global golf by you know winning or participating in our initiatives. Do you get to deal with the Golf Channel at all and use TV as part of your approach, or what are your what's your status with uh, with that element? Uh, we plan to utilize that channel next year already uh, for sure. I think. Uh, Golf Channel, they both have a national presence and local presence. As we, you know, grow the user base and, uh, you know, acquire more golfers to play nationally, we we do have certain geographic focal points where we want to take a deeper dive and, you know, a drive for a deeper penetration, both on the solution we're providing to the golfers and the solution we're providing to the golf courses that they don't have yet, such as the ability to track pace of play, geofencing, or be able to market directly based on data, based on user data to golfers, uh, be able to drive more timely and personalized offers. So all that's going to come to focus on those local regions. We're going to be utilizing the uh, TV, radio, all the channels that sounds like traditional, but actually very effective in the the local place. And how does... 18 birdies interact with the typical social networks, the the Facebooks, the Twitters, Snapchats, etc.? Well, from 18 birdies' point of view, we we are growing those networks very proactively. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and others. But you know, uh, I think our bigger focus really is to grow the social network within the Go, uh, 18 birdies community. Where right now we have the the uh, uh, news feed, where uh, we call it connect. Where whether it's your posting between your friends or posting from the same people who favor the same golf courses uh, and so on going forward. But at the same time, we're actually, we're also bringing in a number of influencers that are actually making interesting or qualified golf contents to, uh, to share with the entire user base. Daryl, for example, Daryl Kessner, he's one of the influencers and Maddie as well. So they will be from their own angle share and provide different content to the entire community for, you know, whether you're a passive reader to read it or you can you want to interact with these influencers. I think it's a it will be a very interesting to see where we're gonna be in one year. But we feel like a big part of the social media push within 18 Birdie is that we would like golfers to be able to not only use the app during their round to score their round, keep track of their betting or tournaments, but also use the app when they're not playing to see what their friends are doing, to see what else is happening in the golf. I think for us, one of the beliefs we hold is that golfers is not going to use multiple applications to manage your golf life. And for us, we really want to be able to provide that one-stop solution portal where all of your golf life can be managed here. And uh, so far, you know, we're definitely on a very good track of providing the initial sort of the features that to attract people to do that. 
so the $64,000 question is you, you, when you're done or in the process and get a critical mass in developing the social network and, uh, and your reach is pervasive and hopefully you've taken over and provided the portal for people to manage their golf life, where can you help monetize that so that this is more than just an exercise that turns into a, into a growing business? I think our focal point is really providing an uh, elevated experience for golfers both in terms of making it more fun and making it more convenient. So adding a lot of features depends on you know, what, you know, learning from the users what they want to build those two things out. And then the, the business model, you know, in terms of how to monetize it, is that a lot of this will be transactions. It, no different than open table model where everybody's familiar with that we will be facilitating the booking of tea times to start with and grow from that other product and services the golfer would need. Uh, so uh, let this be the singular place where they can find, easily organize and find, let's say a tea time or other service, uh, travel, you know, uh, booking a golf trip or a product they are looking for to be able to easily find and organize that and also to be able to pay for it. So then we want, you know, we want to be able to, and that's, you know, where we'll be delivering part of that early next year. So now you can, besides playing around a golf, scoring around a golf, you can actually easily find the right kind of, kind of tea time around you to organize your game with your friends. And so by providing those services, now you know, we will be uh, taking a small transaction fees for all those transactions. And that number adds up. You know, golf is, you know, people don't realize this. Uh, globally, there are about 900 million rounds of golf play uh, a year half of in the U.S. So almost a billion rounds of golf. Think about that. So th- there is definitely tremendous opportunities for us to capture, uh, be able to facilitate the, uh, all those transactions and capture a big part of that. Well, if you expand the social component of it, uh, the possibility for advertising and elsewhere, it seems that's there. You can certainly take a percentage out of the money you take off of me. I'm sure you could build a business model on that <laughs> by itself. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, enough about money for a second. Let's go into some more golf-centric questions. Uh, who is your favorite golfer right now? Tiger Woods by far. There's no doubt. I think my sort of starting to love the game of golf has a lot to do with watching Tiger when uh, – this is about 20 years ago when I started playing golf. Obviously, his story is uh, evolving, and we just talked earlier about whether or not he has a shot coming back. You know, Personally, I hope – uh, he does, and uh, I feel like his his legend, his story can only get bigger and better if he goes through all the uh, challenges and the lows in his career. If he gets to come back and have one more swing, has one more sort of uh, time frame of winning tournaments and dominance, that would really just make the Tiger Woods story better than ever. So I'm definitely a Tiger fan. I I'm an Ernie Els fan, and Tiger has broken Ernie's heart. <laughs> dozens of times uh but I, I agree with you i think tiger if he came back and was competitive again in majors and maybe even able to come back and win a couple of them that would just cause a massive golf earthquake absolutely, uh, absolutely. especially with the young guys out now it just the storylines write themselves yes there's no doubt i mean think about it tiger's name is more sort of well-known worldwide than any other golfers by far in terms of non-golfing population. So I think his influence is so big. And if he can sort of get one more 
one more sort of stretch going to win a few more tournaments, hopefully a couple more majors. That would be, you know, that would be phenomenal for golf. I saw that Sayri Pak just retired, and and she had almost a, as much of an impact on Korean golf as Tiger has had on worldwide golf. A really interesting story on that front. The women's game and eighteen birdies. How do how do you address that, or do you think about it differently, or is that part of just the broader strategy that you have? Well, we think about women's game uh, a lot uh, from our perspective. You know, part of the growing the game. You know, grow the you know, it, it grow the game among women, uh, among you know, uh, the, not the traditional core group of golfers. And uh, one of our pros on our staff, uh, Chris Chatter, uh, who used to play on the LPGA tour, right now play on the Legends tour, is uh, part of our again our drive to really understand how do we both build a brand and sort of a tailor the product to fit. The women's golf need, you know, uh, if and then we have this initiative on LinkedIn to really to the professional who play, you know, women who plays golf. I think there is definitely a big area we can uh, try to learn. How do we put together a, a message and again a product features to really help grow the game of golf among women? I think they are very important, you know, especially on a social media sense uh, in the golf social space. Look, you know, they are a lot more likely to. To share their experience, and uh, as you know, that uh, once you have the content share from women's golf, you know everybody else will come in to to interact with them. So right now, I think women constitute about twenty to twenty five percent of all golfers. We see that that number should definitely grow, and there's no reason it shouldn't be. So to get back to some more fun golf questions, what's the best round of golf you've had ever, and and can you remember your favorite shot so far? I can, you know, uh, my favorite round of golf actually probably happened last week when I was playing at the the first time I played in a very intense golf tournament at the Workday Silicon Valley Challenge, where everybody in my team, I was fortunate to be named the captain of the team, but everybody was far better golfer than I was. We had a rough start, but you know, once we realized that, you know, uh, I realized that, you know, uh, because of the rough start, everybody wasn't talking. We we're just not really enjoying our time. And I, I think I, I was a big part of the turnaround. And in one stretch playing at this very difficult Stanford course, I think I was about uh, a five under net in a stretch of six holes or four under in a stretch of five holes. And I was able to really, as I was telling one of our mem- uh, team members, uh, Tyrone Williams, who was the uh, football coach for Stanford, uh, retired now, that I was able to treat golf more as a meditation in a sense that, you know, I do everything I can to, the, to, to do the correct setup, to correct posture, and the minute I'm ready to go, just let it come to me. You know, uh, it, it, that become a very meditative process. And I think I achieved that under a lot of pressure and hit a lot of great, probably one of the best Long iron shots. I hit a four iron, probably flew 190 yards to this really tough par three. The whole process, you know, I felt like, you know, if you, you talk about professional athletes, they have their zones. I have my zone in that four or five holes and incredibly rewarding. And just happened a week ago, so it's pretty fresh. It reminds me your comment about hitting shots under pressure. For me, I, I enjoy playing with friends and kind of going out and having fun and so on. But I really love to play when I'm playing hard for something and 
and it means something. It makes me concentrate more and, and everything flows better. It's, it's an amazing experience when you're under the gun and you have to do it and you're able to do it. It feels great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was very fortunate to, to, uh, to catch a run where I was able to deliver and that's amazing. This is like talking two heroin addicts talking to each other about getting their <laughs> fix. <laughs> Scary stuff. So, so you've gotten to play a lot of great courses uh, as you've been developing your company. Which ones stand out? Well, you and I we play at Wingfoot uh, just not long ago, and that's an incredible course. A major treat and uh, a uh, brutal treat. True, brutal too. treat, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And the course where Derek Kessner is at, uh, Deep Dell, it's also, you know, incredible course. And probably I will be able to play a few holes there on Friday. But, you know, honestly, it's really difficult to have a, you know, that, that choice of what's your favorite course. There's, you know, as I'm just getting more exposure to a lot of incredibly beautiful, challenging, fun courses. And so I'm going to probably reserve uh, maybe, you know, a year from now or six months from now, we can have this conversation again when I have the fortune to play a lot more courses to to share with it. But right now, there are just so many courses that's amazing. Yeah, you, you picked out two pretty good ones right there. So that, uh, no clunkers in that group. <laughs> with the PGA Tour season just now starting, of the young guns, the Jason Days, Dustin Johnsons, Jordan Spieths, Rory McIlroys, and beyond, who do you like in that group? I mean, we talked about how Tigers, uh, everyone remembers how dominant he was. We, we've got an interesting golden age right now. Now with the young players, who's your favorite amongst amongst the group now? Well, I think my view on that is still forming, but I definitely became a big fan of Patrick Reed uh, after the the, the, the Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to see the fire and uh, the, the 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 intense focus, and uh, again, the ability to deliver when when you need to. I think I will add him to that group. Sure. But, uh, but overall, I think, you know, you, you said it, you know, that's the group of guys most likely will be carrying golf for the, and hopefully more guys will come up. Uh, whether or not it's going to be, you know, in the Tiger era that one guy really dominates and breaking, you know, whether it's Ernie's or Phil's heart, uh, while they're, they're leading the, the, the run together, or it's going to be more of an even game where they're all going to perform at sort of a similar level and leading the pack. But, you know, as I said, out of that group, I'm sold on uh, Patrick Reed. I would like to see him do well. He's a polarizing figure, but boy, when he's on, forget about it. He can really move the ball, and when he's hot, he can score really well. To get back to Tiger just briefly, I think 20 years from now when we're all looking at Tiger's statistics, he performed at a Babe Ruth-type level. I mean, there are crazy statistics as to everything from – Number of consecutive cuts made, number of weeks spent at number one, scoring average, things that I think people are the, the pro golfers even now are are never going to touch. And, and his his level of dominance, he was four or five notches ahead of an extremely talented group of golfers at the at that top level. I don't think I, I don't know what we're going to see that anytime soon. I I, I have the exact same feel. Do you think the equipment is going to have to change in order to keep golf courses uh, relevant? I mean, we, we're getting close to the point where there's going to be an 8,000-yard U.S. Open layout, and the golf ball goes further and further, and that's fun for you and I, but at some point uh, it seems like it gets a little crazy when people are hitting 380-yard drives, and at the same time, great golf courses are running out of property to, to challenge these guys. Do you see any issues with that? 
Well, I think when it comes down to equipment,、uh, I feel like I'm glad I'm not in the equipment game. First of all, I think, look, the the, the golf clubs we bought 20 years ago still works fine. I think really the equipment、uh, manufacturers, what they need is new blood, new players coming in, and、uh, the the model of keep selling a new set of clubs to the same 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 audience every year or every few months. I feel like that's the tough part. But on the on a on a course side, I actually think the challenge for the golf course is really adapting to the the new reality of golf, where not necessarily about the length, you know, what, 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 how far your ball can go, but I think that should be the golf course should have more flexibility to tailor to different type of playing, such as shorter rounds. You know, I know there's a lot of new courses are building, for example, instead of two. Front and back nine, they're building three sixes. So I think those things are changes that really、uh, will happen as you know we're adopting to the fact that you know golf again you know need to、uh, preserve its tradition, but at the same time adapt to the new both technology and lifestyle. You know how much、uh, time people have, but purely on the equipment sense, you know I think we have gone. I really you know again clubs and balls. I think we have gone as far as we we should. The only Place to really, you know, to make that business continue to grow is what we're driving as well to attract new players to come in. But I have been using the same set of clubs for a while, and my focus is on improving my swing instead of、uh, using a new club to、uh, to hit longer. I had the crazy experience that my driver is. I think it's about eleven years old now, and I keep trying to replace it every year. And every year, I keep going back to the same thing because it goes fairly long and it keeps going fairly straight. Exactly. And I, and I say to myself, you know, this is America. I can't spend my way out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. But you know, I think、uh, there will be people, feel, you know, who wants to create a different message. But I think, to me at least, you know, I, I feel comfortable with the set of clubs I have. I probably will be using it for quite a, you know, quite a while to come. Well, that's the next addiction. You'll have a, one sweet shot with a driver that you pick up at the pro shop, and and, <laughs> then, and then you'll have to fund that one going forward. That、uh, could be, could be. So, what is the best way for our listeners to follow Eighteen Birdies? Well, I think the best way is really to download the app, whether it's Android or、uh, iOS version, and just really try it. But not just try it by yourself, scoring around. Really trying to enjoy, you know. Whatever your regular foursome is or your regular group is, getting together, try the feature, the the live scoring amount of group, the the ability to easily to、uh, make bets with each other or the tournaments. So really trying that, I think that's the best way for you to experience it,、uh, and also the amazing GPS feature where it gives you the area view.、Uh, very simple, you know where you are, where you want to go. I think what we have found is that once our users, once they actually try to use the app for once, they are hooked because it really brings value. But beyond that, you know, we are, you know, we have our Facebook, we have our Twitter, and、uh, sharing on what's going on with the Eighteen Birdies, both a product of the community. So those things are are encouraged the users, you know, the, your 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 listener to actually to check out. But really, download and try it. I feel very comfortable to say. Once you experience once, you will find some value that matches your needs. 
For the people who have their home courses and so on, is there a way to get some talking points and talking to their professional in terms of getting it integrated into that course's culture or otherwise introduce it to some of the other members? Absolutely. I think the, the in, in that sense, the most relevant piece is our tournament feature. Uh, that is, you know, uh, obviously down the road, we have more value added coming in, but the tournament feature is, it's pretty cool that again, whether it's, you know, you're running a uh, Sunday league or member guest or, you know, more, more uh, smaller scale tournaments, it, for one, from a golf course point of view, it just saves tons of work. All you need is get people to use that to score the tournaments. Uh, you don't have to do any tallying up the score afterwards. You can actually project it at a leaderboard on a clubhouse. I mean, look, everybody loves to see their name on a leaderboard in a clubhouse. And that live leaderboard feel, it's just an amazing experience. It, I think it will be make golf course management easier. At the same time, to enhance experience for the golfers, you can actually, because of it, because the fun part, you can do more of it. So... Uh, at the same time, we're coming out, you know, early next year, uh, more robust golf course enterprise solutions to allow golf courses to track your pace of place on a course, uh, to uh, allow the golf course to be able to using a very powerful marketing portal to get to learn their user behavior, the data, and therefore to personalize marketing offerings. Uh, for example, you know, uh, if your tournament got canceled this afternoon, you can send out a geofence push notification to everybody's phone this afternoon, you know, half price with a burger, with a beer, whatever that is, that be able to actually really personalize and tailor-made a solution for golf courses. Whereas in the past, all they can do really is send out a big mass email. Uh, that's where marketing for golf courses is now today. But uh, we're definitely going to elevate that ability for golf courses. So, yeah, you know, if all the players should talk to the golf courses, say, you know, we, and then, you know, one more feature that's kind of really neat is a live pin. So uh, a lot of golfers are using range finders. And, you know, that has this you know, obviously functionally very cool. But I think it's also, you know, more powerful to actually have an area view. Not only knowing the distance, but know you know what's behind. You know you got a bunker to the left, you got water to the right. So in that sense, the live pin, the golf courses, all they have to do is just do you know every morning say today is pin five. Now all the golfers playing at your course will know precisely where I am to the pin. So all those features are things that we already have. Some are coming out soon, but that combined with the tournaments, I think there will be a lot of value added to the golf course as it is. And uh, for all your listeners, if you guys are golf nuts, play golf, definitely spread the word. Eddie, thank you so much for coming on. Let's check back in a year and see how you're doing. It sounds great. Thank you for having me. And again, for all your listeners out there, if you play golf, play more. Golf is a great game and uh, let's enjoy it. And if we can grow the game of golf, let's make it happen. Thank you very much. Thank you. I was speaking with Eddie Louie, the founder and CEO of 18birdies.com. Thank you very much for listening. We have a whole slate of podcasts on FraserRice.com, and be sure to check back shortly. Thanks again.